Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Good stuff here. I keep, I keep having to explain Celsius to Fahrenheit, and I always go, okay, so you Americans, this is what you do, is you you double it, you double it, you add 32, and you join the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> We're on board. <laughs> Although we still use miles. They're the only ones we? using Fahrenheit. Yeah, 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 but we, I, I use miles. Some people use kilometers, but we've got both, so I still prefer miles, personally. Well, I, I prefer uh, uh, inches to centimeters because we have people and, the, and they, they, they go, oh, well, uh, my driveway is uh, 31,000 centimeters. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, I can't do that. You should be measuring hit centimeters. Me with, hit me with feet. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I'm like, hit me, hit me with feet. How many feet? 20 feet? 50 feet? What am I looking at? <laughs> yeah, I prefer give me 12, an idea. I just prefer 12 ounces. It's oh, there you go. <laughs> so, Andy. Oh, I guess we have a guest on, right? So, I I, I know you listen, and uh, we haven't been doing like the hey, it's Matt, and hey, it's Bruce, and then we start. We've just been starting. Um, yeah. We kind of like that flow. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I am um, when when we have a guest on, then you have to okay, listen. There's going to be three voices you hear this time, and this is my voice. And this is Bruce's voice, right? So we got to do that stuff. But I, I'm going to shoot that out real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll get right into it. So uh, we want to talk uh, the Devontae trade, what you think, what some of the draft possibilities, that sort of thing, and then of course we've got the second coming. Way. It, wow, I can't wait, my pirate friend. ship or sex act. Army <laughs> Haiti or not there, matey. <laughs> not my ass, matey. This is a this is a great game. This is a great game. Uh, did you hear the last one? Oh, I did. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> the the best part of the last one was Bruce constantly going, "What the fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I keep listening it for just the reactions. <laughs> I was trying to run at the time, listening to you guys. Oh, I had to stop. Couldn't do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, cheer, cheers to you running every day, man. Yeah. I mean, good on you. I can't believe you do it. I not this kid, not this kid. We've got off. half marathon coming up next Sunday, so I've been trying to get ready for that, really. So that's the main reason for it. Yeah, my so, wife and I are starting, more my wife and me trying to tag along and half-ass it, but we're training for a half marathon, a Disney half marathon, and it's a wine, it's like a run in wine. So you run, and then like afterwards at Epcot, 
you can go like you're going to run around the countries or whatever and hopefully they have st stations where you can stop and drink along the way and then i might make it while my wife is actually running <laughs> he's doing the world's end <laughs> you guys go on the rides afterwards then yeah yeah, yeah. the wines afterwards awesome. yeah. nice so devante's gone this is yeah. it wow shocker i mean the writing was on the wall somebody was going to go um i don't know uh, if you're a fan of the podcast at all but one of us uh, <laughs> called this a couple of uh, months ago tagged no, and traded everybody everybody <laughs> thought i was a nut everybody was like you just hate Devonte." i was like he bought a house in vegas last summer we had to get, we were all worried whether or not he was going to show up because of the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Remember, he did that press conference where he stood there and he said, No, no, I'm under contract. I'll be here. I got I need my money. I this and that. And Devontae was very clear up front. Mm -hmm. He yeah. wanted the most amount of money that had ever been given to a wide receiver ever. He wanted to set the market. And he bought a house in Vegas. Him and David Derek Carr were on Twitter all the time. If it could only be sharing videos with each other in college, you knew this was coming. He was yeah. going there. And eventually, every great wide receiver from Green Bay goes to Oakland. <laughs> eventually. That's so how it is. Nelson, Jones, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, Devontae, the, I mean, there's a list. Here's my theory with it. Um, just reflecting, I'm not upset at all. I was not even upset at the time. I was just like, fuck, we're going to save a ton of money. You know, like, and yeah. I was not too concerned about it just because Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams has been perfectly fine. I have a feeling it's going to yeah. help his team with MLF and what he's trying to implement. But this started at the same time the fact that Devontae was not coming back was already decided in his mind, I believe, last year when Rodgers' yeah. drama started hitting and there was a concern and the culture. All of that, I think, kind of played into his decision. I think he had made his decision last year. The fact that the the Packers offered $30 million now is what they're saying. So they offered more than the Raiders and he didn't want the money. That means this this was long time coming. You know Rodgers knew, and now we know why Rodgers took so much time to actually sign, knowing that his, his wide receiver was not coming back to the Packers. So he kind of showed to me a little bit with Rodgers. Um, I have a little bit more appreciation for him in terms of, of the team. You know, he did not do what Favre did, even though it was a little bit longer, but they're, the only guy left on there now is Mason Crosby and obviously Randall Cobb, right, who he brought back. But this is his team, and all his buddies are gone. I mean, Bach, I guess you can say, is a good buddy of his. But for the most part, this was something that he decided knowing full well that Adams was not coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did – I mean, obviously, a lot of people were quite confident that he was going to come back and everything would be okay and it was all going to be the same, but the maths just did not add up. So something had to give somewhere. And Adams, in fairness, was absolutely straight all the way down the line. He never committed. He just said, I want the money. So it wasn't a massive shock, although I did go to bed. Well, it was uh, St. Patrick's Day, wasn't it? So I had a few beers with my, uh, my mate, or Guinnesses, I should say, my mate, Went to bed early, and then the next morning I woke up and saw a, 
a tweet from the zombie pirate saying, uh, wait till you wake up and see what's happened. And then I saw, uh, obviously, the Acme Army. So I spent the morning dog walk listening to them guys and uh, tweeting with Carla about what the fuck had gone on overnight. So, uh, yeah, quite a shock in a way, but still, I think it was the writing was on the wall. So, and I think it probably will be better for the team overall in general. Hopefully, we shall see. This is a big draft for us because it adjusted the cap with us and what we were trying to do. We have been somewhat in, in cap, not cap hell, but cap purgatory the last year and a half. And what this did, it, it literally put us exactly where Ted Thompson always had the team leading into a draft, about 20 to 24 million under the cap with some money to spend. But now we have a more aggressive GM who's going to do something in free agency, whether it's Jarvis Landry. I'm kind of disappointed Higgins is gone. Juju is now gone. I don't think I would have wanted Juju. Um, James Washington, I would have preferred over Juju from Seattle, but I believe he got taken already. But there's a lot of players that we can work with, and I'm excited. And the draft is great too. I I think I think yeah. we're not I I think we're not done with the trades. I think okay. we're not done with the trades. Okay, I think, I'm missing Matt. Let's see what we've got. Come on, tell us what's going to happen. Okay, so. Before I said we were going to trade our first and our seconds to move up and grab ourselves a couple of wide receivers. I think we make a trade probably involves a mid range player and a high pick for a wide receiver. I think there's a couple of teams out there that are looking to dish their number one wide receiver or their up and coming wide receiver. And I think that the Packers might be in line to grab one of these guys. I I think, okay, so we have to wait for the Devontae Adams trade to become official. That'll probably be like Monday morning. And then Monday morning, uh, Razul Douglas will be signed. That's what it looks like. And then uh, we'll be somewhere in the neighborhood of about $18 million under the cap, give or take with Razul's deal. $18 million bucks. I just don't see that as enough to go out and get a free agent wide receiver we need and get draft somebody in the wide that like just drafting the number one and getting a free agent that's not enough we got to grab another guy here we got to grab something else i think we go and we get somebody's number one receiver right i have noticed on twitter uh, our friend amy being quite keen about tyler lockett you may have noticed mm -hmm. there's also obviously dk metcalf as well that keeps cropping up as well uh the problem dk Here's the problem with those two guys, and it's not even a talent thing. It's taking on the salary. DK is going to command $20 million. Yeah. Lockett's going to command somewhere between fifteen and $18 million a year. I don't think we're going to do that. I think Goot, he's been very good in the first and second round. Um, we've apparently sucked in the third round for the last 60 years. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going it's on. It's not the third time's a charm. No, but – I think the way that this wide receiver class stacks up, you don't have these like clear number ones, Jamar chases, those types of guys, but you have a bunch of very good athletes that we can go and get. Um, even in the second round, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of guys, but we're probably going to take a couple shots. 
but we're still going to have to bring something in, right? Because it, we're not going to cut it with Cobb and Lazard right now at this point. MVS, they're kicking the tires on. Okay, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're kicking the tires on them. I think that they're saying, "Go on now, go get your ten million. And everybody's going, "You're not worth ten million bucks a year. That ain't, that ain't happening. I'm not paying ten million bucks a year for. I mean, Allen Robinson, right? Like, look at his deal. I. I, I I agree that we definitely need more stuff. I think we trade for somebody. I think we have to grab somebody that's proven and ready to go. And I, yeah. I look at the free agency list and I just see nothing but, but guys that come in third, guys that come in third. These aren't guys that like, like I think is Lazard better than these guys. He's better than a lot of the guys that are sitting there. Is Cobb better than these guys? Is Amari Rogers better than these guys? And And then at the same time, you know what else makes me think is, it's about time we started leaning on the run game, isn't it? Really? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you may have mentioned that once twice in passing. And right? Like maybe this is the year they go, listen, we're going to lean on the run game. We're going to grab a couple of tight ends. Yeah. Right? A couple of pass-catching tight ends. Because Tunyon, I haven't heard a deal out of Tunyon, Right. There's an awful lot of guys blowing in the breeze right now in Green Bay, and there's no news coming out of Green Bay. And again, it's like I tweeted there last week. I said, something bad's about to happen. I mean, yeah. listen to this list, guys, and tell me. What we want to hear is fans these tiny little deals, right? Now, yeah, we want the big splash, but we've never been big splash. We've we've rarely, other than Zadarius, which was like a third day after free agency signing, we've never really done that big splash signing on the day of the big money stuff. Here you go. I'm going to name several wide receivers, and I want you to pick to see who you think would be a fit that we can trade for that you would be happy with. So, obviously, you've okay. got Julio Jones. No. Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Him. But then we'd need somebody else. Right. How about well, Will we need somebody else? Yeah. He's a, he, yeah. He, 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 okay. So Jarvis is a number two. Right. Jarvis isn't a number one. We lost our number one. We don't have a number one anymore. No. Now, if we get Jarvis Landry, fine. We need another two and draft a one, or we need to grab somebody's one and draft the second pick or early in the second round, a wide receiver, right? Like we have to replace our number one. Who's the guy that Aaron Rodgers is going to, and I, I have, I have a feeling that might be Alave. I, I think that's might, that might be who they want as their number one. And we get somebody's proven number two in a trade. And then we grab somebody down the list in the free agency. Okay. Dude, I'm not high on Olave. I think that is a media darling that is going to be a bust in the in the draft. I don't wow. like him. He I looked like... pretty good at Ohio State. Let me tell you, he yeah. looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just I'm calling it now with with oh. him a little bit. That old prediction. It's just... <laughs> All right, here we go. So Jamison Crowder okay. is not a one. Yeah. Uh, T. Y. Hilton over the hill. Um, Cole Beasley's interesting, but he's just slot 100%. Emmanuel Sanders, I've always liked. Um, he's not bad. Sanders isn't bad, but again, though, Sanders is like a two or a three, right? Sanders, right? When Sanders was, you know, back in uh, playing, you know, uh, Arizona or uh, in the Super Bowl and everything, Sanders was almost a one, 
but he's a two or a three now. So like right now we currently have a long list of twos and threes. Yep. AJ green. Right. um, You know, AJ green. He's a, he's at best a two. And that's why he left where he was. Right. Yep. Keenan Cole, Sammy Watkins, Zach Pascal, uh, Albert Wilson, Deshaun Jackson would be interesting. Just if we don't get MVS, go get that vet that still he has, only has one play. It he does has exactly. One play. It's eighty <laughs> yard bombs. That's all we need. All we need is one eighty yard bomb every four games, and I'll be happy with him. It's probably impossible, but I do like EQ's younger brother at Detroit. That's he never happened. To really show up, I know, but still, I can dream. I know that's never happening. I saw that too, and I was like, oh. When he when they played against us, I was like, oh man, of course the younger brother, of course the younger brother is lights out, right? Damn it. Yeah. It's always one of them, right? It's always yeah. one of them. Gretzky was amazing, his younger brother, eh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and poor EQ, he just couldn't gosh. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we're done with trades, and I'm just gonna throw a name out there, Savage. I'm just gonna throw that name out there. That's a medium range guy that uh, I think maybe there's a lot of safeties in this draft, a lot of safeties that look really good. I think maybe, maybe Ooh. they're thinking Savage has had, I don't know. I like Savage, but at the same time, he hasn't really stepped yeah. to where he needs to step. I mean, this is really the year for him. Plus he's in the final year of his, like it's all starting to come to a head with Savage, right? Like he's either got to go balls out yeah. or he's got to get out. Right, like it's one of the two. He, I don't know. Maybe not Savage. Maybe it's uh, you know something crazy like uh, I don't know. Jordan Love, Bakhtiari. <laughs> well, Jordan Love has been in the uh, talks with the Colts, yeah. uh, Saints, uh, Falcons. I mean, now it's now it's where does Jimmy G go? I mean, Watson gets picked up by Cleveland, and Cleveland guarantees him all of his money. I don't understand. And they, yeah. and they yeah, just there, tore. There are 22. There are 22 civil cases still against him. So he's even if there's no it. criminal. First off, I would not bring that guy into, onto my team. He can go fuck himself. Uh, yeah. Number two is the fact that he's going to be suspended, even with civil suits. At least half of the season, he's not going to be there. So you're fully guaranteeing a 230 million dollar contract for a guy that's not going to pay for half a season this year. And you don't know where this is going to lead. I mean, he might go to jail. The Browns are being the Browns. Go ask Michael Vick. (laughs) Yeah. Michael Vick was playing football when all of his stuff went down, man. I'm telling you, if they, if, even if, even if they're able to kind of, kind of get him with, you know, 25% of the allegations, he's done. Like twenty-two women are not making this up, are they? No, no. no. I mean, if you if, if you told me one or two, and you know, and maybe you were oh, listen, this happened, that happened. We've seen lots of we we just they just did a movie on Netflix about an NFL player who was uh, wrongfully accused of uh, 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 raping a girl in college. He goes to jail, and then years later, she admits that she completely made the entire story up, and he goes free. Right? I mean, yeah. one or two, you go. Uh, generally where there's a little smoke, there's fire, right? I mean, this is 22 fires. So 22, man. I mean, even if half those women are lying, you're still despicable. 
So here you go. So here's my ranking of wide receivers in this draft. And I don't know how much you guys, I've just been really, cause I know we're going to draft wide receivers. I know we're going to draft a tight end. Um, and the tight end class is fantastic. But yeah. so number one for me is Trey Lomberg's. I think that dude's going to be a stud. Then I've got John Mechie as my two. I've got George Pickens as my three. I think George Pickens is a Packer. There, that's what I'm telling. It's this. I think George Pickens is a Packer. I think he fits the mold. He fits the everything. But I think I think we get two wide receivers this draft, and I think Pickens we can get in the second round. And, and he's going to drop a little bit, so we won't have to trade up for him because he had the ACL tear in the spring, right? So he yeah. had as a true freshman 726 yards, and yeah. then. Or is ace like he's good, but he's going to fall a little bit. So we might be able to get him a little bit later. But I've got him, and then I've got David Bell, who I think is catch point receiver. That dude can catch. The radius on that dude is is amazing. So I've got him, and then I've got Garrett Wilson, um, and then I've got Olave. So I, I've actually got Garrett Wilson over Olave, even though we we're talking about two Buckeyes, but. I who, like Wilson. Who had the fastest 40 time out of all of them? Who had the fastest 40 time? Me. Come on. <laughs> what does it say? What does it say? I don't know. Let me see. Let me Come go. It says Olave. It says don't. Olave. And you know why it's, and you know why I, that I make that significant? As a football coach, I can teach everything. Everything. Here we go. No Except speed. You can't teach speed. You can't teach speed. Guys are fast, and then guys are fucking fast. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I told, like that story I told you, right? Like when before I went uh, to to go to university football, I was one of the fastest guys on my team. I was ripping around everywhere. And then you get up to university ball, where they take all of those fastest guys on your team, and then you find out who's fast. And I had linemen that were running as fast as I was. I was 150 pounds lighter than them for crying out loud. Yeah. Well, you know, right? You're one of those speedy guys. You can teach everything, right? You can teach everything. Not speed. Not speed. And look at MVS. MVS, if he he ran a a 4.5, he probably wouldn't be getting anywhere near $10 million a year, Mm -hmm. right? But because yeah. he's got that Ferrari bloody speed. A broken Ferrari, yes, that's an Italian supercar. That's exactly it. He's always we blown a tire. A yeah. Yeah. We need something. We need we need a big, big tall receiver. We need something out there that and you know what? Maybe we get a tight end. Maybe we trade and get a tight end and we go back to that 12 personnel like Chris was talking about. And we really play the 12 personnel, sort of like Tennessee. The two guys right. that we're gonna yeah. that, that that I'm targeting yeah. in the draft that are a little bit late, not not the first round picks, not the biggest, you know, just kind of that really good prospect out of everybody that I saw. So I'm just gonna kind of name them all off, and then I'll tell you the two that I'm thinking that we're probably gonna target that fit the mold of. We've got we need to have one Mercedes Lewis, and we need to have a Tanyan, right? Yep. Like those are the two guys that we need to have. So you've got. Kate Otten, the tight end out of Washington, he's going to go fairly quickly. I don't think yeah, that he won't be anywhere last. near. He's, Same thing with Jalen Weiermeyer, the tight end out of Texas A&M. He, um, might, he might be there at 22. Maybe. But I don't think we're going to take – we're not going to use our first-round picks on tight no, ends as no, this is. But no. then we start getting into late second-round, early third-round prospects, and that's Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina. He's my favorite tight end in this draft. He's likely. 
Yeah, it is likely. <laughs> it's likely that we might take him. <laughs> and then I've got, you know, and then Trey McBride right here out of Colorado State. I Jeremy was waiting Cross. for that name. <laughs> I was waiting. I was ready to pounce. The guy that is the the beast, the animal, the guy that likes to destroy people is mm-hmm. Greg Dulcich or Dulc- Dulcich, I think. He's even got the name that he's got a Packer name going to it. The dude out of UCLA, that boy is mean. You just go to YouTube and check that dude out a little bit. His few highlights that he's got. So it's between likely and Dolchich. I hope we get both of those guys on the team. Yeah. Cause really we're going to take some shots, wide receivers, safety, offensive line, tight end. And then, and the offensive line, we're going to probably either, if we don't get it with that first, you know, I was always assuming first round, we we're going to take the, the, a good guard, but as well as we've drafted in the fifth, sixth and seventh round and as many picks as we have late, we're going to take a lot of shots at offensive line on the back end as well. And as long as one of one and a half of those guys of those four picks that we have turn out to be good, we've done our job in the draft, but we are now under the cap and we have money to spend Everything is right in the world, and then we'll figure out what's going on. I, I just I can't believe that Devontae – I mean, they, the reason people were complaining, I know, because Bleacher Report is kind of like a, a Twitter light, um, and they've got some pretty good sound and message boards on there, and a lot of what I was seeing with the Adams is people complaining about what we got. People need to understand that the Adams trade was not the first and second round pick. It was also offloading $20 million of, uh, yeah. they took on the salary as well. What did, what did the uh, Texans get for Hopkins? A second and a sixth. And this huge David Johnson salary that didn't pan out. We fleeced the Raiders, man. Yeah. We fleeced them. That's a 30 year old wide receiver. Exactly. I mean, realistically, we've got one, two years with that guy, and then all of a sudden it goes right down the hill. This is what happens, right? This is the facts of life. He's not going to play till he's 40 as the number one wide receiver in the league. I mean, if he does, hats off to him. I'll get oh, a tattoo. Yeah. I'll get a tattoo that says, Devontae, I was wrong. Okay? But these, yeah. Carl, Aaron Rodgers, it ain't going to be the same, is it? No way. Go ask Isn't Greg Jennings. He's going to be playing the, the song. It'll be nice. Pop down to the casino. Yeah, it'd be good for him. But... Go, go, yeah. <laughs> go ask, go ask Greg Jennings, right? Yeah. Go ask Jordy Nelson. Go ask Javon Walker. Go ask any of these wide receivers that leave Hall of Fame quarterbacks and go somewhere else and look at their numbers, right? Their numbers go down. They go down immediately, yeah. right? I mean, it's a it, as much as you want to say uh, Devontae Adams made Aaron Rodgers look good, Aaron Rodgers made Devontae Adams look good. And that's why they were so good, right? Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. It's weird that uh, on the cusp of getting a ring with the back-to-back MVP that you've played your entire career with, for more money than you've currently signed for, you yeah. chose the Raiders. What's that all about? Right, it's another sour wide receiver that leaves, you know, Green Bay. Strange, strange. Exactly. Huh. A little small. Well, I'm, I'm weird. I'm sad, but I'm not. I don't hold anything against him, really. If it's that's what he's chosen to, that's what he's chosen to do. I'm, I'm glad he was here. I enjoyed the the games he played in. He did fantastic for us, and and good luck to him moving on. And Absolutely. that's it, really. 
Absolutely. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do with the drunken sailor early in the morning? Before we go on to that, though, all all the media, though, going on now, looking at the Green Bay Packers again, saying, oh, this team, there's something wrong. Oh, it's all terrible. There's something wrong behind the scenes. What's all that about? What, why why can't they just accept that we're a sensible, practical team who think things in advance and plan and it's all all right, but they've got to try and build a fire underneath us? Why? I think it's the uh, social media presence that is the Packer fandom and it creates more clicks and it creates more, right? Like these guys... We are very reactionary. We are very attention to themselves. Yep, we are very impassioned. When you put something out there, minimum, minimum, even if it's just a small account, is going to hit 100 or 200 likes if you say something stupid about the Packers. We are very passionate about them. And there's a double standard, man. I think when Rodgers first came in and with the Favre, you know, they were on Rodgers' side and, and he was the media darling and everybody loved him. And it was even to the point where we got too much love all the time. And it's now the pendulum has swung all the way the other way where now nobody likes Rodgers. He's a diva. He's this. He's that. Why aren't they talking? We, we, we've said this all the time throughout the season. Other shit happens and all the focus is on Rodgers. Kyler Murray wants out. Russell Wilson yeah. wants out. Tom Brady just did the retire, unretire thing, and they're praising him for coming for coming back. Oh, you know why? You know why he's coming back? And it has nothing to do with the 20 million that was going to be a dead cap hit for the Tampa Bay uh, Bucks. What it was is the fact that all the quarterbacks and all the talent in the NFC is getting shifted to the AFC, and the NFC is wide fucking open. It is prime for the picking for the Packers. If we hit on this draft and we get our offense even remotely clicking, we're going to destroy the NFC. Even if Tom Brady shows up to half of the games, he's winning that division. Right. And that's, and that's the thing, right? Like look at the, look at the Packers. If you were going to make a move to Jordan love, now's a great time because Chicago, Minnesota, and Detroit are, 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 they're all very vulnerable. They've got brand new coaches. They're going to be struggling at first. The new communications, new this, new that, right? They're not going to have a good time this year. So now would be the time to bring in Jordan Love because the team without Rodgers can beat anybody in our division. You go yeah. to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay can beat anybody in their division right now because their division's in shambles, Right. Turn the clock over to, or turn the page over to the AFC. Now you've got Devontae going to the Raiders. Oh, oh that, it makes a big difference, does it? Mahomes just got himself juju. Mahomes has owned that division for a while. There's also Denver now, who has Russell Wilson. Oh, and has anybody heard of the Chargers? Like they just got. Khalil Mack. They're defense now. <laughs> well, and you, you remember, right? I, like, I love Darwin James. And I remember I was hoping they were going to take him because he was the best player at that point. And we traded out with the Chargers for the Chargers to take him. And we got, you know, th- that was a great draft move. And if Darwin James can actually show up and play a game for once in his life, that defense is going to be killer. That's what they did. They saw the quarterbacks, and instead, of, they've already got Herbert. 
Their offense yeah. is fine. They signed Mike Williams back. Yeah. But the big thing with the Chargers that they did is they said, we're not going to let you score 24 points because we know we're going to score 30 points, right, with this dude and what we've got uh, with between Austin Eckler. They did a really smart job, and they focused on the defensive side while everybody else was focusing, focusing on the offensive side. Really interesting. Um, one last comment on before we get into ass-ripping or <laughs> – Ah, it's, it's it's funny how your brain goes right to that. <laughs> Got this fascination here. And oh, what me. are your thoughts? Just what are your feelings? Kind of final thoughts on what you expect Goody to do in the draft with the capital that we got. Well, he's goosey, isn't he? So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But my God, if we don't get some wide receivers early on in the draft, can you imagine what's going to happen to Twitter? No, it's, it's, it, we've got to get some some weapons, haven't we? We've got to get some weapons. Um, I do think the tight end's probably going to be quite high up there as well. We've got the West Coast offense. I do think with Lafleur, there's a massive playbook sat on his desk. And we've probably gone the first sort of 20 pages in and there's another 200 still to get to. And there's so much more we can do with this team to balance the offense. So many more plays to, to bring out that we haven't yet done. So that's why when I started off listening to the news with Adams going, I was like shocked. But the more I, it sank in, the more I thought this could be good. This could be better for us because this might prepare us when Rogers actually does move on, that we might actually be a more effective team as a whole. So all I can do is trust that he knows what he's doing. And um, as we say, there's plenty of tight ends out there. There's plenty of good wide receivers out there. We'll just wait and see. You know, uh, uh, side note, um, when Sterling Sharp went down, Favre carried the team the next year, right? MVP. We've got an MVP. And there's going to be a little bit of a chip of look and Rogers is really good at finding something to irritate him. The yeah. narrative is going to be, <laughs> yeah. no, no, he hears everything. The narrative was, did Rogers make Adams or did Adams makes Rogers? All of that is going to be kind of in the background a little bit, right? Just like the Brady and Belichick and all of that. I have a feeling that narrative is going to play out a little bit more than we think, and I'm really hoping it does. And I hope that Aaron Rodgers is really upset that his buddy decided not to play with him and decided to go with his high school or his college quarterback to go do whatever the hell he's going to do. I hope that pisses off Aaron Rodgers just a little bit to show that he can do it without Devontae, which is really important for his legacy. I feel that they are kind of joined at the hip a little bit, right? Their success. I mean, touchdowns. Well, they-, they are, but when he's not played, we've, we've won. So, you know, silver lining, we won't be yelling – he hyper targets <laughs> Adams, right? I mean, think yeah. about it. In the games where he doesn't target Adams, where he's like, I got to take whatever I can get here, right? What he should be doing and what he should have done against that San Francisco defense because they go through the tape and they keep circling yeah. wide open, wide yeah. open, wide open, wide open. Well, he was targeting Adams. I get that you want to get your ball to the number one player, but at the same time, you have have to take what the defense gets you. And I think that's what he was doing more 
two seasons ago. Remember when Jones was going off and we were watching Tunyon go off and whatnot was he was taking whatever was available first. Right. And it happened that Adams caught X amount and it happened that Tanyan caught X amount. And it looked like last year he was trying to get, I need to get Adams to this number. I need to get this to this, right? It was almost like he was like helping Adams. Listen, I got to get your numbers up to here. So I'm getting you, you that get record. Million. Before you leave this last year, you're getting that record. Because clearly I think we all see, he knew during the season, Adams was like, yeah. I'm out. I'm going to, I'm going to the Raiders. We're done. It's over. He's from there. That's his college roommate. He can't blame the guy. That's what he wants to do, right? Well, he's still got gas in the tank, okay? But, yeah, I, 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 I won't be yelling he hyper-targets Adams because he'll have to take whatever he can bloody get, right? Packers without borders. 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 The greatest podcast on the planet. If you like Packers Without Borders, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to hit the like button, hit subscribe, and leave us a review. Five stars are preferable, and if you can find us on Patreon as well, under Packers Without Borders, please throw us some money so we can continue doing debauchery. Patreon slash Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. This is TJ Williams out of Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Matt coming to you from Cincinnati. Hey friends, this is Colton Moore from Central Illinois. This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. This is Shelly from Bourne, Michigan. Bales of Hay, and I'm from Kansas City. Hey, this is Jamie Cheesebutt. I'm from LA, California. Hey everyone, this is Ella from Southern Cali. This is Nebels from Chicago, Illinois, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders, the finest podcast in all the land. All right, let's do butt pirate or pirate ship. Okay, so this game, of course, is called Pirate Ship or Sex Act. Okay, now we've gone through a long list of different pirate names. Okay, and to be honest with you, some of the pirate names pirate ship names that I am using. Some of them are from movies. Okay. But they're okay. famous movies. They're not like some obscure movie that you've never heard of or anything like that. Right. I mean, some of them, you have to understand there was only so many pirate ships and then the British sunk them all. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you did mention the golden hind last time as being a pirate ship when actually it was the, the ship of uh, Sir Francis Drake, favorite of Queen Elizabeth the first who brought us the potato. There you go. Well, I'll forgive you that. Maybe it was a potato ship. <laughs> you know what? Oh my god! 
know what? I think that, that's where that name came from. Boom. Mark it down. Trademark, yeah. copyright. And you know what? I've got a prediction. Ready? Bold prediction. Andy's going to kick my ass in this game. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm now I'm not confident. Okay. Well, here we go. Okay, gentlemen. First one up, the squirrel. Squirrel. The squirrel. I'm going ship. I am going sex act. It's the ship. One for Yay. Andy. The squirrel was. The squirrel was a ship. Okay. Uh, <laughs> People okay. like squirrels and gerbils. I'm telling you. Okay, here we go. Black Hawk. Sex act. Sex act. There's a little alliteration there with the Black Hawk. Yep. The ship. Oh. <laughs> it's a ship. Okay. Liar. Here we go. The Angry Pirate. Gotta be a sex act. Sex act. That's a sex act, gentlemen. Hey. Yes, it was. Yes, okay. And what the happens angry... during the angry pirate? <laughs> so the angry pilot pirate, what you do is, is you uh you come in her eye and then you kick her in the shin. <laughs> you imagine her walking away, one eye. <laughs> terrible. Don't need more detail. Keep going. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. Okay. The hickory switch. Mm. Go, Bruce. Okay, so hickory is obviously a wood. A switch is what uh, Peterson used to beat his kids with. So I'm going <laughs> to say it's a sex act. Yeah, I'll go sex act as well. It is a sex act, yes. Hey. Yes, that's when you uh, slap your penis on her ass. See, I told you, it's there a you switch. Go. Yep. Did we say this was explicit? Explicit. Oh, shoot. We should have done this at the oh, beginning. Penis vagina, penis oh, vagina. Penis vagina. Oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. The Royal Fortune. That sounds like a ship to me. That sounds like a ship to me as well. It is a ship. Nice work. You guys are getting good at this here, man. You guys are getting good. The concoction. Sex act. It says cock in it. Sex act. Damn, you guys are good, man. Yes, it is. So it's, what is it? That's basically, it's basically period sex and you just smear it everywhere. Ooh. Fascinating. Yeah. Make sure you put a towel underneath that, so you don't dirty the sheet. Oh, that one makes me want to throw up a little bit in my mouth. Ugh. Okay. I bet, right? Okay, here we go. The Eskimo trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, threesome. <laughs> I'm going sex act. Gotta be. That one might have been an easier one for you guys to figure out. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, okay. It's okay. So you, do it. You tuck it between your legs, and that's where she does from her behind? business. Yeah, from behind. And then just as you come, you open your legs <laughs> and let it swing. <laughs> gotta hurt, dude. A penis is okay. not going to do that. It's a trebuchet, man. The French don't—they don't like genitals. The French, okay. Wow. The Sorry, French listeners. That was not derogatory at all towards you. They don't like. No, they, don't. they don't. They <laughs> don't. 
The cruel disgrace. The cruel disgrace. Yeah, that, that, that's a pirate ship for me. Sex act. Oh, it's a pirate ship. Oh. Okay, I'm getting it's too good at this game. I'm concerned now. Okay. Uh, the Knight's Rambler. <laughs> See, he laughs when they're sex acts. I, I think you've got to tell, acts. right? You've got to tell. Yeah. You need to not laugh. Oh, Matthew. <laughs> Sorry. I can't help it. You know oh, what's coming. Okay, nice rambler. What do you guys say it is? Sex act. It's a ship. Oh. Yeah, I knew you were picking up on me laughing. <laughs> okay, the spicy gringo. Well, that's me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, it is. The spicy gringo. Yeah, that, that's a sex act. That's a sex act, and it has something to do with, like, burritos. It, uh, actually, uh, a volcano taco from Taco Bell is inserted in your lover's <laughs> anus and then eaten. <laughs> a spicy gringo. Why, why the fuck am I figuring out the sex part? <laughs> that one's sponsored by Taco very, Bell. It is very. <laughs> that one's not sponsored sponsor. by Taco Bell. <laughs> when you want a Thank spicy you. taco in your ass, <laughs> yeah. Taco Run Bell. to the border. Run to the border. <laughs> South of the border. <laughs> Man, are you, you kidding? like to have dinner south after of the border? I eat, after I eat one of those volcano tacos, it feels like I had that done to me. It's just I terrible. Don't, I don't <laughs> eat anything from Taco Bell except I used to like the the Doritos, the the Doritos and the Cool Ranch Dorito ones. I could do those, but that's about it. Okay, the Kentucky Tractor Pull. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put this one in because I heard it and I laughed so hard. <laughs> what do you think? Probably a ship, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's uh, an exact, and it has to do something with yank, getting yanked around. <laughs> so during anal, the receiver clinches and tries to run away. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? How? And then you name it. Like, you're doing it so often, there's a name for it. You know what I mean? It's like normally, even with married couples, you go, you remember that thing? Yeah, that thing. These people came off with a name, and they've, like, trademarked Kentucky Tractor Pole. They got shirts. New York Revenge. I'm going to go pirate ship, even though I'm very concerned. I'm going sex act once again. <laughs> no, it is a uh, ship. Yes. Oh, the New Andy, York I'm kicking your ass, buddy. Yeah. You are, man. You're getting. I'm a okay, so, veteran okay. this game now. <laughs> Down to the last few. Down to the last few. Here we go. The freedom. Ship. Ship. Yes, it's a ship. Very good, guys. Okay, the Leningrad steamer. <laughs> Is that like the Mannheim steamroller? It has to do with warm shit somewhere on the woman's body, dude. I guarantee you. 
So, yeah, you both got it right. Congratulations. Okay, so it's when, okay, so two people are having sex and you invite your neighbor over and he poops on you. <laughs> and he what's on you? He poops on you while you're doing it. Why does see anything with steam like you? I don't understand. On a log, anything with steam has. You guys have done like none of these wrong. By the way, (laughs) it's probably pretty cold in Leningrad. So imagine it freezes up. It freezes. You get the steam. (laughs) It freezes on the way out and lands, and it's it's just solid. Instead of like a pan of like wood ashes, somebody move on. <laughs> Crabs in the bed. <laughs> Those were times as you guys fucking complained about the internet being down in my day. Those were the so days. Cold. Those were the days. <laughs> so cold. Your neighbor had to come over and poop in your bed. <laughs> the Sally Seamare. Hmm. Is he tricking us? I'm going ship. The Sally Seamare. I am too. I'm going ship. Ding, it's a ship. The Lion King. The Lion King is a ship. Sight sight. And he got it right. It is a sex act, yes. <laughs> That's when you come in your hand and then you turn to her and do the christening on her forehead with it and say Simba. <laughs> And then you hold her up for everybody to see. <laughs> oh, terrible. Pirate ship or sex act. I think, I think. Bruce Can we not do this round. for a while again? We'll do another game next time. <laughs> We're going to, uh, Bruce won that one. He oh, was fantastic. Wow. On fire. <laughs> That's embarrassing, actually. It is a little. It is a little. Yes, it is a little. The spicy gringo. That's wow. Me. I knew that was coming. I've never done it. It's coming. <laughs> oh, terrible. Ugh. Love the games. Games are awesome. It's good to laugh on a Saturday, especially nowadays. All the seriousness going on in the world everywhere and yeah. every parts of the world. It's good to forget about it for a couple of minutes and just have a good laugh. It's good All for right. the soul. All right, I need Gentlemen. your opinion. Wait, I need your opinion on oh. this, just real quick. Okay. All uh, right. As a dad, officially, so I grew up going across the border into Mexico, into Juarez, at a very young age to go and drink and party, you know, because it's 18 years and older, first off, over there. And they're much more lax with fake IDs. You know, I had my the laminated one, and I was able to cut the little number out and then switch it and then use uh, nail polish over the top of it to switch the numbers so I could be yeah. older. That's the way I made my first fake ID. Um, I don't know if I'm incriminating myself, probably, but it was used in another country, so I'll be okay. But uh, my daughter last night went to a concert. I have to edit, like, all of that because it breaks, like, four Stop. international laws. Stop censoring me. Stop censoring me, Matthew. Stop censoring me. All right. Have fun in jail, gringo. Whatever. I'm spicy. You will be. You will be. You will be. You will be. And she went with my wife's cousin and his wife to a concert, Cristian Nodal, which is music that I don't like, but it's music that she and my wife like. 
and had to walk her across the bridge and i was walking across across this flood of memories just came back of oh shit i'm taking my 15 year old daughter to the place where i was a crazy ass person in my youth in high school and in college so have you guys started just kind of feeling a little bit of that with your kids where you try to hold on to them being uh, only, realize that they are just no longer the little kid. Only like every day. That's it's yeah. just, it has been so hard to slowly just <laughs> see her grow up. I mean, they, she went to go have lunch with my wife yesterday and there's some dumbass trying to take pictures of her. You know, if I was there, I probably would have punched him in the throat, but just that transition has been so hard. So I'm just curious to see how, how are you guys kind of coping with your daughters getting and your kiddos getting older um, as as it progresses, how are you guys feeling? Cause I was just, I could not sleep last night. I felt like, fuck, like she's just, she's now a young lady. She's not a kid anymore, you know? And it's been hard for me. What do you guys, just some thoughts on you guys with your kiddos, how you guys are coping with that. If you are. Yeah. Uh, my eldest is 15 now and that's the age I started going out downtown as well. Um, things I've got a lot more strict since those days. Remember Friday nights being in the pub, and most of the pub was full of kids from my school. Um, but yeah, we took her to a party. Um, I didn't realise my wife had actually bought her four cans of cider, but she took them to the party, and she had them. And I picked her up at the end of the night. She came out bouncing out, laughing, saying, "Well, everyone else was sick more other than me. They're puking everywhere. I just stayed dancing and drank this. I had a great time." So she's, she's, she's doing all right, my daughter. We, we're getting there all okay, I think. Well, obviously, when we go out for meals, we let her have a little drink, and that's fine. And she's not pushing the boundaries. But I think the key thing is to give them enough rope, really, not too much. And then it's not a big thing to have to sneak out and go down the park and drink massive amounts of illegal cider. They can just – they know – they can appreciate that it's a sensible thing to do. So that's where we're at. So my oldest is okay. The youngest one won't, it's got no interest in alcohol whatsoever. She wants to stay on the internet, talk to her friends and no interest in going out and no interest in beer at all. And that seems to be the, the new way now, really. I think with a lot of younger people, there isn't the same urge to go out boozing like we had, possibly. I don't know if it's the same over there, but that's what it seems to be in this country. I think they've just become better liars. <laughs> right? I mean, I say, I say that I say that jokingly because um, every time, and I know you, this has probably happened to you guys, when your kids try and get away with something and they're giving you like little pieces of information and you ask them a question and then they go, uh, because of this. And you're like, no, no, hang on. This isn't, this doesn't sound right. This isn't adding up. And, and I mean, I don't believe my daughter does that to me all the time. She probably does. Right. But I mean, for us, we've been, I mean, I've been, I've been pretty lucky. We, we've been able to just kind of been stand back and give advice and just give guidance. And she's on the honor roll. And I mean, this kid is just killing it and mm. I don't want to monkey it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to throw yeah. something in there. Let your wife, let your wife handle that. 
let her take care of it. <laughs> you know what you, I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. like, listen, she's like, you, you can have the boy. She's like, you can have the boy. I what delegate the, boy? the girl to you. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. Like I've got this one working. You go play with that one. But yes. you know, I, I've never, I've never, uh, 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 lied or, 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 I've been very blunt and very truthful and very honest about the way that the world is. And it's not just my like point of view. It's a, it's a point. This is what happens. There are, you know, there are people that do this. There are people that do that. Like, this is, this is how the world is. And you've either got to decide you're going to be a good person. You're going to move forward and understand that these people they're out there and they're going to try and take advantage of you and rip you off and do mean things to you. And you got to be, you know, insightful and, 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 and worried about this at the same time, you know, you've got to remember, you've got to be a good person. You got to be helpful. You got to be, so she's, she's, she's right. where in that groove. And I just kind of smile and wave, you know, it's like when you're running that marathon, Andy, and you look over and your family's yeah. like, we're with you. You're like, you're not fucking with me. Yeah. You drive in the car, you drive to the other, <laughs> you're not running out. <laughs> and that's exactly it. I'm on the sidelines going, I'm with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're doing it. Yeah. As for like alcohol in that, in the summertime when we sat by the bonfire, she had a light beer. She just doesn't really like the taste of it. Yeah. No. I remember my first beer. I didn't like the taste of it either. Right. I did. I yeah, felt maybe not. Yeah. I was, I was in love at first sip. Were you? Oh, not yeah. me. Oh, no, yeah. no, I had a beer and it was bloody awful. And then two years later, I had a beer and it was amazing. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. The pal you prepared the palate two years before, and then it was like golden goodness to hit your tongue the second time around. That was exactly it. And then and then I started venturing off into different beers, right? Yeah. Because like when I was a kid, when you went to a party, the guy that showed up with the uh, you know, the the case of OV. Oh, I, I know who that is. These beers are Dave's beers. Oh, who brought these beers? Oh, those are Rick's beers. Whose beers are yours? Oh, I brought these ones, right? And so if you were to trade beers, you'd have to think to yourself, now, wait a second. When I go to the party tonight, I know Ian drinks these ones too. So I better make sure I bring enough because he's going to get hammered thinking he's got 200, right? That was the mentality back then. So you didn't really trade beers. But I found that there was a lot of beers, and I still find it today. There's a lot of really terrible beers out there. <laughs> yeah. I am not a fan. There's the one thing I can't drink. So I, I obviously I love my set. Like session loggers are my favorites, and the full sale are the best. Hashtag not a sponsor, even though get to work <laughs> on that. get to work on that, boys. But they did send me eight cases, so that was pretty fucking awesome. Um, but I, every once in a while, I can do sours. I can't do too many of them, but sours are pretty good. Um, yeah. Obviously, I love I, I love. Porters, I don't like stouts, but I like porters. Um, stouts are Guinness is good, but other than that, I'm not. I, I just like more porter beers. But and I, don't I don't like, like Guinness, and I don't like the the candied I stuff, just don't. the pecan just, stuff, the, dark the beers, flavored, that those flavored beers with like sweetness. Oh, I can't fucking yeah. do that. Ever. This is blueberry sunrise. I'm like, stick that in your ass. Go give me yeah. a Miller Light. <laughs> Sounds like a sex that sounds like a sex act. The blueberry sunrise. It is. It's where you, it grab, is. It's where you it grab a pie and you shove it up there and you fart in the and morning. And then your dick swings out. Uh, I don't like the stouts that are like vanilla stouts, and you've got it tastes like a stout, and then there's a hit of vanilla afterwards or whatever. It's just uh, no. You can have. What are you drinking? Beers. 
Andy, what are you drinking? It is it's Saturday night, okay? You you walk into the pub, you're dressed, you're ready to go. The first thing you order is what? What can you have? If you can have any beer or at your favorite watering hole, what's at your, your watering hole? Because we all go to the same watering hole that has the beer that we like, that has the atmosphere that we like, right? We don't if they don't have the beer we like, we go to the next guy. The next guy's got it, right? Well, if I'm having a couple of beers, I'll have a lager. Probably German. Um, if I'm going out for a session, it's got to be just normal British ale, really. I do like um, Thiexen's Old Peculiar, which I was drinking earlier, which I've now run out of. That's a nice darker beer. Um, I am partial to Guinness, although I remember a few years ago, um, someone suggested we should have Black Velvet, which is Guinness with champagne. And yeah. we all had a Black Velvet, and then about five seconds later, we were all puking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a good idea. So... I, I I just love most beers really, but I don't like the the messed about with um, stouts. I do like the sours occasionally, and I do think I go to a little pub, a little um, shop in Sheffield, and they do have loads of American beers, and a lot of them are sours. And some of the guys go in there, and they're like, "Oh no, American! They don't know about beer. The Americans they have no idea." And I love them because they're so there's, there's so much variation going on there some experimentation and so many wild flavors sometimes i absolutely love sampling some of these beers so fair play to the uh, american brewing industry the craft brewing is amazing at times i love it yeah there's here locally we've got a couple really good breweries that that, that do their own their own beers. One thing I suggest you do that my brother introduced me to, if you like sours or just a little bit fruitier, you know, the, the crisp fruity beers, which I do like that, that I can, I can't have a lot of them, yeah. but I can do a couple of them, one or two, and then I'll switch back to my, my regular lager so yeah, I can yeah, keep yeah. them all day. Um, but there is a beer and it's German. It's called a Stiegel or Stiegel. And okay. what you do, and it's a nice, it's a tall boy and they come in packs of four. And you can either get grapefruit or orange. The grapefruit is better. And what you do is you take that and you take that exact pint class that you have there, but then you take a shot of vodka and you pour a shot of vodka in it and then you stir it up and drink it that way and try that. <laughs> Sounds good to me. That's like Jaeger bombs. Oh, you ever had Jaeger bombs? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I had Jaeger bombs until I woke up on my couch with no pants. <laughs> I have no idea how I got home. I know we didn't drive there because we took a cab there, right? So we cab yeah. home. We we do the responsible thing when we go out, mostly because I really need my driver's license for my business, right? If I don't have a driver's license, I'm screwed. So we walk or we cab. We never ever screw around no, no. with that, right? Jaeger's the worst. I think Jaeger oh, is the most it's like crack. alcohol in the world. We were drinking Jaeger bombs in uh, Miller yeah. Lights. And so you pound the Miller light with the, with the Jagger in there. And you're like, you know, that's not so bad. The Miller kind of, you know, it, it, it drains it down. It, it goes down nice and smooth. Six of those. Lights 22 up. years ago, I went out <laughs> and had tequila. I had about 15 shots of tequila and that's all I had. And at 4, <laughs> 4 PM the next day, I was still pissed out of mind. And that's the well, last time oh, I went yeah. tequila. So first off, 15 shots is a bottle of tequila. And I'm sure yeah. it was not the greatest <laughs> Andy, when we get together, I will make sure I'll give you some good tequila or mezcal, and you never do more than five in any. 
of that. It was a great idea at the time, but my God, did I suffer. <laughs> and now the smell of it, even now, sets me feeling like, ugh. So, I went know, to, with Carla, uh, she's, she's quite keen on tequila, and I do, she oh, does yeah. keep saying, you need to drink some more tequila. So I've got well, to get go. You've got some good tequila. Off. She just needs to stay off of Twitter when she's on the tequila. That's what she needs to do. No, she doesn't. <laughs> I I walked into a bar. I was like 20, 21 years old. It was after a football game. We had lost 54 to nothing. I can I can tell you that score. We got smoked, blown out of the playoffs. I mean, our, we just, everything about us stunk from the very beginning to the very end. Like they took it, they took it easy on us early in the third quarter. Cause we just couldn't get anything going. So I walked into a bar. It was called the Rolling Stone and they have live music. And in fact, they have uh, uh, bands like, um, Oh, uh, Oh, they're a famous Winnipeg band. They, they wrote things like uh, cinnamon girl. And, and I don't know. Anyway, I walk in to the bar. I stand up to the bartender. I tell the guy, bring me a shot of Jack Daniels. He comes over, he pours me a shot of Jack Daniels. I pound the thing back. This beautiful br- gorgeous blonde standing beside me goes, well, that was probably the manliest thing I've seen done today. She goes, hi, my name is Lisa. I have, I proceed to have 18 more shots come with her, mostly me. And I remember being carried out of the bar (laughs) and I remember being dropped in my apartment. Like somebody unlocked the door and just dropped me in the front door and shut it. And then I remember my buddies telling me, we couldn't understand when I called and they were like, you got to come get me. I'm at the bar. I'm all drunk. Right. So they had to like do the reverse phone lookup. And then if somebody answered the rolling stone, they're like, fuck. And they drive down. And there I am by the code check. The bar, the bouncer just had me propped up. Crazy <laughs> oh, horse. Terrible. Crazy Very horse. Terrible. Crazy, Crazy horse. horse. Yeah, the name of the band, Cinnamon Girl with Neil Young. It was oh, crazy. yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, of we, course. We, they used to have tons of these bands that would come in and play live music right there. I mean, Winnipeg was one of the hubs, right? Like, when I worked at the zoo, the jacket, Bruce has got that jacket, Nickelback, they first toured through there, Tragically Hip, Loverboy, wow, Triumph. I mean, this is why I hate them. You have no idea. I could do an entire pod <laughs> on stuff that would make everyone hate Nickelback. Okay? But I won't. I won't. Pirate ship or sex act? It. Nickelback. Nickelback. <laughs> right? Flybanger. Uh, if you listen to the last pod, the uh, song at the end there, Cavalry, that was Flybanger, right? A lot of these huge bands would come through there. I mean, they had an entire wall of of the who's who that would come in there, right? Like these guys, the Watchmen, and it was uh, uh, the Odds, uh, Northern Pikes, um, the Pursuit of Happiness, Tea Party, Our Lady Peace, like when everybody was first starting out. So it was pretty, it was one of those great places. It's always great to go see live music and hang out, you know, and the bands are usually pretty good. And those sort of venues, if you go in, the kind of the music, the atmosphere just seeps off the walls. It's just amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You would walk in, and this place was jet black. I should show you. I got pictures. We we took pictures uh, before we left, but uh, uh, they had pictures everywhere on the wall. Everything was jet black, and they had like the neon lighting that said the zoo, right? And there was this huge stage, 
and like some, just, just some tables. Because what would happen is, is as soon as the band would get on, all the tables would be shoved to the side and everybody's standing up and dancing. And yeah, it was crazy, crazy. It was also a place where two o'clock in the afternoon, there could be tons of drugs and naked strippers oh. running around everywhere. <laughs> and you'd walk in like an hour before your shift going, what the hell goes on during a day shift? <laughs> One of my first experiences for uh, 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 <laughs> my brother-in-law, I'm trying to convince him that it's not that bad. And it wasn't really that bad of a place, right? It was kind of more of a, everybody stuck to themselves. Everybody stayed away from each other. You did your thing over there. We did our thing over there. And that was it. And uh, so I got him a job in his first night. He's, he's the bar back and he's running around filling ice and getting glasses and stuff. And this guy reaches over and grabs a stripper and this like never happens, right? Because everybody knows doom. Yeah. <laughs> like now you're done. And everybody turns and three of the bouncers, like they were like, I can't believe this dummy came for a beating today, right? <laughs> and they walk over and they grab this guy and they're like, oh, and the guy throws a punch at one of the bouncers and that was it. Okay, one guy punches him in the face. Another guy grabs him by the ankles. He drops him right on his head and they drag him right the heck out. And the poor guy, he's bleeding everywhere, right? And his friends are like, we're leaving, we're leaving. And my brother-in-law comes running up the stairs and he's like, what the hell happened? I heard some commotion. And the owner goes, you need a mop and some bleach and clean up the blood. <laughs> like, it's not that bad. <laughs> nice. Right on. All right, gentlemen. It is always a pleasure, Andy. Indeed. From the other side of the world, the Thank UK. Thank you very much. Always, always a pleasure. Miss you, buddy. Miss you guys. But uh, it's nice to see you, Andy. Nice talking to you. This was a lot of fun, as usual. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be in touch. This was fun. We're going to meet up sometime. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. In <laughs> fact, we've we, there's there's been talk. There's been talk already. It's happening. Ooh. It's happening. Yes. When When the wife says something, it ends up happening. <laughs> you know and we've been saying it for a long time too that we'd we'd love to come to the uk that would be yeah. some place to absolutely right just got to win the lottery tonight 70 million bucks we're all, we'll be there tomorrow <laughs> fingers crossed peace right. go back go this has been packers without borders try and be kind to one another try and love each other and go pack go esto ha sido empacadores sin fronteras no se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. I do other voices too, but I like to do it like X-rated. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, we're going to find Minnie's G-spot. Yay! <laughs>